0: Amen. Thank you, uh, Willie. I I was uh, working on uh, trying to uh, get a couple of things through my uh, phone there. And, uh, you know, but the words that that he's talking about and, and how, you know, we are given, I always call words containers. You know, you're either you can carry gasoline in a container, you can carry water in a container, and the given situ, given timing of of what you use going to a, that situation, it could be good. One could be good one day, the other could be good in another. But being aware of those types of things is very, very important. So uh, tonight, uh, as we get ready to uh, minister the word, I, I just want to share. Uh, I was looking for. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I had a joke and I can't find it on my phone. So, see, <laughs> so I got a laugh out of you anyway. So, anyway, let's go to Ephesians chapter one. I want to, I want to I share. You know, I, I think it all ties in with my sermon from last week. Even what Willie talking about uh, last week, it was talking about. Uh, I was talking about seeing yourself in Christ. You know, how we see ourselves is so important. Uh, the, the view we have of ourselves oftentimes is as a result of or the caused by our history with others. I, I can remember I used the example, you, you know, last week of, of how there was an individual that had lived, spent years living down the words his grandpa had spoken to him. His grandpa had spoken down to him in a way to try to motivate him. Well, it motivated him. But it also scarred him in a lot of ways and held him back in a lot of ways. And, and so we got to make sure that we allow ourselves to be seen in the things of God. And last week I, I introduced this uh, Seeing Yourself in Christ series. This will be part two. But I talked about it from Ephesians chapter 1. And, and I love Ephesians chapter 1, the whole book of Ephesians really. But in that Ephesians chapter 1... It says there in uh, verse 3, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm, realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. You know, there's all the way through uh, multiple times in the Bible where it talks about being in Christ. Where it talks about being in Him. Uh, it talks about us seeing ourselves through the, the blood of Jesus and what, what God has done in the cross and, and how he's transformed us. You know, one of the struggles that we have in life is really seeing ourselves as God sees us. You know, I, I loved our, our carrier church sign, uh, the Cody Watkins takes care of that. And, and so he put up there, he said, when we sin, when we fall, when we fail, he didn't use all those words, but, but I'm, I'm elaborating on it a little bit. But he said, God doesn't turn away from you, he turns to you. Why does he turn to you? Because he's he's seeing you as a result of grace. He's seeing us as a result of the love of the Father. He's seeing us as a result of the the blood that Jesus shed for us. You know, he's not just allowing us to continue to to live a, a life that's wrong, that's off. But he's giving us room. I always tell people, we love you where you're at on the way to where you're going, knowing that God's going to perform in you transformation. There's going to be things change in our lives. When we give ourselves over to Jesus Christ, we are going to improve. And our quality of life should improve. If nothing else, all the problems may not go away, but our ability to handle them, our ability to see things differently, all those things begin to change. And and as we begin to identify ourselves and see ourselves as in Christ, you know, a couple of the things that I mentioned last week, I'm just going to hit these real quickly, but we know God. We begin to know God when we see ourselves in Christ. We begin to uh, realize and, and understand that we were chosen. We were chosen for salvation. God knew you, and He still chose you. <laughs> that ought to be a little bit funny. He, he knew you in spite of all that you are, and He still loved you. You know, uh, uh, some of us have idiosyncrasies, little little funny things that we do or or whatever. And you, you, you notice whenever you're in love with somebody, y- y'all remember falling in love and and, and I, I remember just falling in love and and didn't notice anything and and any any flaw was overlooked so, somebody you know I, I can remember before sue it's hard to remember that far back but my wife uh, I, there was a, there was a couple of girls that I thought I might love and and I remember there was a, a girl that I loved and and one of my buddies go but 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 and they they, know, give me, they point something out and say, like, w- w- what? I couldn't see it. Why? I was looking through a, 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 the wrong lens. And you know what? We chose when, we, when she and I made the choice to be married. And she and I made the choice. We, we fell in love with one another. But, you know, part of that, that walking in that love is continuing to see things through the same lens, through that same eyes, instead of seeing everything that's wrong. And you know, uh, where God is concerned, the devil loves to come along and point out everything that's wrong. Everything is wrong, and some of you may, may know people who have, have quit going to church. They don't go to church because of what people did. I, I know that there are, are people that won't go to church because of that person and what they've done. But see, we need to see things through the eyes of grace and we need to walk in, and not allow the devil to point out every th- reason that we shouldn't be there. And we need to allow God to say, no, this is why you should be there because of all of the pluses, all the good things, seeing ourselves through God's eyes, knowing that we were chosen for salvation, knowing that we've been adopted into the family of God. Know that, knowing that we're redeemed and forgiven. These are all listed there in those first few verses of, of, of Ephesians chapter 1. He gives us insight or wisdom and, and understanding to know the mystery of His will. There, there's an, an ability to see, to know, and to understand His will, His plan for our lives. You know, the, the other wonderful thing is, is, that He talks about that is a part of that spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus is the fact that we have the Holy Spirit. He said in in John chapter 14, he said, I'm going away, but I'm sending another comforter. I'm sending another just like me. Allos paraclete in the the Greek, and it means another just like me, and he's going to do in my absence. That's literally what Jesus meant. He said, he's going to do in my absence what I would do if I were physically there. See, he was physically there talking to his disciples. And he wanted to relate to them that understanding. But then John wrote it down. The Holy Spirit had John write it down in that book of John in, chapter, in the 14th chapter. And he said, I'm, I'm sending and this one for you who are down through the corridors of time. He knew you'd be here. He knew you'd be in this age, this time. Some of you say, "Well, well, man, I don't know how to handle all the... Stuff going on in this world. And yet we got to remember that God knew he chose you to be alive in this time at the age that you are. I think sometimes I'm born 150 years too early. I'd love to have been back in the, in the, in the cowboy days. I mean, you know, back in the 1800s. I'd love to have been back in those days. But you know what? God needed me alive in this day. So I'm just going to pretend once in a while that I'm back here in those old days. I'm gonna saddle my horse, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go riding through the hills. My, Kevin and I got to when we went down to the Glory Barn, and it was such an honor to to get to speak in the place that my dad and mom had built in the in the late '70s on the corner of our ranch. It was an, such an honor to be able to 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 be there and and share again in a place where I preached my first sermon, where God spoke to me about a call of God, and I, and and it was it was an honor. honor it was an honor. It was an amazing thing. But it was also amazing to get the ride on the part of Romano State Park was our families. My great-great-grandpa uh, established that land, bought it from uh, the, the Native Americans that had it at that time after the land run in 19, 1898, but bought that land and, and, and uh, part of all of Romano State Park was, was Cronkite land. Well, we got to ride on it. I had never ridden. I'd ridden our branch bordered the western side and, and northern sides of the of the park. So I'd ridden all of that country, but I, and I'd walked a lot of the, the the Romanos Park, but I hadn't ridden it on the trails back in there. And Kevin and I took horses down there, and, and on Friday, I just stole away from the rest of the group, and we went and rode those hills. And I told him, I said, isn't this amazing? There was Indians encamped here. And my great-grandpa and great-great-grandpa and grandpa rode through here to, to and, and even had a meeting with Mr. Romano's about buying that land, purchasing that land, and establishing that park. It was, a, it was a resort before the park even got there. They had established some things. Pretty amazing thing to go back in that time. But yet, as much as I'd like to be in that time, God needed me in this time, I guess. And He chose me here, so you, you're the same way. You're alive in this time for a reason, for a purpose. You may not know exactly all that God has for you, but I guarantee you, He chose you for that, and He'll continue to give us insight into that. You know, uh, one of the things that I want to get to tonight in, in in talking about this, let's turn to uh, 1 John chapter 4. Go in the back of your Bible, right before, a little bit before Romans, John, there's 1, second, third John. In 1 John 4, in, in verse uh, 1, it uh it says, let's just jump ahead to verse uh, three. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Now that spirit of Antichrist, First John four three, uh, and and so in that verse he talks about the Antichrist. But he talks about it as the Antichrist spirit. You know, a lot of people wonder when the Antichrist is coming. Well, read the 2 Thessalonians, read Revelations, read Ezekiel. There's, there's things that point to when that time is. But here's the thing that he, the Apostle Paul acknowledged right then. He said there's a spirit that is, and that's a spirit that's anti-Christian, anti-Christ, anti-what God's plan is. And that's alive and well in this earth, if you hadn't noticed. There's a whole bunch of people that, that do everything they can to tear down, to destroy, to hold back a Christian and the Church of Jesus Christ. Because God knows and, and we know and understand, the one thing holding back the ultimate end and in Christ is, uh, is us in the church. I mean, us in the world, the church. And as God continues to, to keep us here until that time, we're going to stand in the ground that we have. And notice, even though those that are against Christ can be strong, here's the way I want you to see yourself being in Jesus, is when you are in Jesus, you're strong. That's what we need to see ourselves as strong. In verse 4, he says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. See, that ought to be a verse that you have. I I remember writing this verse out and sticking it on my my mirror. So that every morning and every night, every morning when I comb my hair, every every morning or every evening when I brush my teeth getting ready for bed, I could see that verse of Scripture and I could say, God, I thank you that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I needed to get a picture of, and you need to get a picture of, the greater one lives on the inside of me. What did Jesus give us? He gave us the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the counselor. He's the one that strengthens us. Ephesians 3.16 says, strengthens us with mighty power on our inner man. We got the Holy Spirit in us as born again believers, and we ought to just turn that that loose. Let's say, Lord, give give me all you got. Because I need all that you have to be alive and well in me so I can live in this earth. Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. When it feels like you, 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 ever, you ever just feel like, man, I, I, don't, I don't know how to handle this. You ever, you ever listen to, to some of the craziness that is going on in this world? And just go, I don't, I, I, I don't know, you get mad, you get frustrated, you get disappointed, you get discouraged, you get, you get all these emotions, you can have all these emotions, but then when you come back to, I am in Christ Jesus, all the spiritual blessings are in Him, they've been made available to me, and 1 John 4, 4 says that greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world, the Antichrist spirit that's coming against me, so I have the victory. See, we got to see ourselves as strong. I, I, there, there's something about that. You say, well, well, I, I, you, yeah, but I, I, uh, don't, don't stutter. What do I say about butt? Get that butt out the way, right? Don't butt anything. Just say, you know what? I heard a guy say one time, he says, goats butt, sheep's follow. Sheep follow. So be a sheep. I also heard a guy one time, he said, he said, be a buffalo, don't be a cow. You you know what a difference? I didn't know this, and I'm assuming it's true because the preacher said it, right? I mean, I'm just going to assume it's right. But he said a buffalo, when there's a storm coming, they go into the storm. They, They bow up, and they duck their head, and they go into it because they know the quickest way out of the storm is to go through it, go into it because it's moving towards them. He said, cattle tuck their tail and go away from the storm. If you, if you run cattle, you understand and know that. In a, in a blizzard or in a snowstorm, they'll, they'll turn away. In a rainstorm, they'll go to the furthest fence away from that storm. If it's drifting and you got hot wires, what do they do? Uh, walk over them and then you're hunting them down, right? But see, whenever a, a buffalo would turn into it, See, we need to to understand how all that we have and have be strong. Look at Numbers chapter 14, 13, Numbers chapter 13. I've referred to this multiple times, but here is this story in Numbers chapter 13, where, where the children of Israel are on the brinks of the Jordan to go into the promised land that God has said. And I'm not going to read the whole story for the sake of time. I just want to refer to to a couple of these points because there were 12 spies that went in to check out and see if what God said was true. Now, God expected them. Moses expected them to come back and say, yes, it's exactly like God said. And they said that. But let's look. Let's look here in in, uh, uh, Numbers chapter 13. And we'll just jump into the story. In about verse 27, they gave Moses the account, and we went, in, we went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But, I circled that in my Bible. Verse 28, I just circled, but. Now I realize that's B-U-T. Okay, that's but. The people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites, they live in Negev. The Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. They basically were saying, it's full, folks. You know, God said, yeah, I'm giving you this land. But he forgot that there's already inhabited. There's already a reason we can't have it. But they didn't didn't consider God. But then verse 30, I love this, Caleb then silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take it, take possession of the land, for we are we can certainly do it. We should go up because we can certainly do it. See, he saw himself strong. Now, what was his strength? Why, why did Caleb and Joshua, there were two of them, uh, Joshua was mentioned later on. But why were those two out of the 12 in the midst of the same scenario, why why were they different? Was it because they saw the Israeli army as tremendous? No. Bunch of slaves, they'd just been freed from slavery. They weren't trained soldiers. They weren't weren't well equipped. They they had no battle plans. They're going into a situation... They, they didn't see that. Did they see themselves able on their own? No. What they saw was a God who backed what they said, or what he said. A God who was going to make a way. They saw it entirely different. These, these others, the other ten, they simply saw what they saw. And in fact, they had such a, a small mentality. It, it goes on in verse 34, 31. But the men who got, had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we. See, they didn't see themselves strong. Now, they didn't have the Holy Spirit in them yet, but they had the power of a, and the Word of, of God who had just delivered them out of Egypt, just brought them through the Red Sea, just drowned the Egyptian army. Who, who had all the capability of answering this question, but they couldn't see it. They said, no, they're stronger than us because they saw themselves alone instead of empowered by God, instead of strong in God. Caleb and Joshua saw it entirely different. Why? Because they had God with them. See, when you're, you're facing the stuff that you face today... When you, when you look at the, in this world, when we look at the condition and the state of our nation, when you see all the problems out there, I don't know about you, but I can see some real big problems, but I can also see a really big God. And that's the one thing that I have to trust and entrust all of this to that God in the midst of it all. Yeah, there's things I want to do. There's things I want to be active in. There's things I want to work towards. There's things I want to talk about. But yet I'm going to trust you in the midst of it all. I got to see myself strong. You got to see yourself strong. Greater is he. So say with me, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Man, if you don't remember anything else, remember that. He goes on and and they they continue. They they said, uh, uh, verse 32 says, They spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they explored. They said, the land we explored devours those that live in it. All the people we saw there were of great size. We saw the Nephilim, which were the descendants of Anak, where the giants came from. And notice the last part of that, verse 33. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Now, that's a familiar verse to some of you, I'm sure. That's a familiar story. But I want you to capture the idea and the understanding, is they didn't understand, they didn't see themselves in what God had said, what God had promised. God said, I'm going to do it. You, 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 they, they, they ultimately came to a point where they realized that the people on the other side of the Jordan were shaken in their sandals for fear because they knew the God that backed the Israelites. They weren't afraid of the Israelites. They were afraid of their God. And what we got to understand, there's, a, there's a, a, a many things that come out against us in this world, but we can trust and entrust our life to God. So they saw themselves strong. The second thing is this, is they saw them, they, they, were, they were different. They saw themselves different. Joshua and Caleb saw themselves different. And in fact, the ten other spies saw themselves different from the Word of God. That's really the ones that saw themselves different because they saw themselves without God. Caleb and Joshua saw themselves with God. They were the ones, you can see in verse 24 of chapter 14, it says, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I'll bring him into the land that he went to. Then down in verse 30, it says, Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. There were the two who got to see it out of that generation. You know, it's amazing how how they were willing to see the things different. They saw themselves different. You know, they were outnumbered. By the negative uh, report, but their convictions held them true. You know, I think that's one of the things that we got to see. When we're in Christ, we've been given enough. We've been given things that make us, make us stand out, ought to make us different. You know, even though we have a lot of the same troubles as the world, we face the same issues as the world, we face them entirely different. You see, they were going to have to go in and take the land. They were going to have to go in and possess what God had promised. But God was going to do the fighting for them. God was going to direct them and make a way. God was going to make that provision. But they had to have a a different mindset than all the others. They had to see themselves as different. You know, the third thing is this, is they they got to see themselves as able. You know, they could see. They said, let's go in at once. We see ourselves able. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 30, or uh, Romans chapter 8. Verse 37, and we'll wrap it up here. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. This is, again, familiar territory to many of you. But it stirred in me this message whenever I began to, God began to give this to me last week. In Romans chapter 8, I love these passages because he says that knowing in these things we're more than a conqueror through him. We're able because of him. Do you do you gain your confidence when you can handle it? Do you gain your confidence when when everything's good? When you, do you gain your confidence when you when you can when you're when everything's lined out and controlled? Do, do you do you have your confidence when you got plenty of money? Do you have your confidence when everybody in your household's at peace? Do you have your confidence when when everything's going good at your job? Or do you have your confidence in Jesus Christ? See, here's the thing. Those other things will change. They go up and they go down. They go, they go in. They go out. They're, they're, they're up. They're, they're uh, influenced to the negative, to the positive. But one constant thing we have is that when we see ourselves in Christ Jesus, He said, "Yea, and all these things we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us." Why? Because we're in Christ. We need to see ourselves in Christ, and we need to see ourselves as able, not in and of ourselves, but because of what He's done. Notice verse thirty-eight. He says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, nor pr- present nor future. Notice that. He says, I'm, I'm not, he's, he's throwing out all these different scenarios that influences those things. He says, he says not angels or demons. He's talking about going to separate him from, from the love of God. Neither present nor future. You know, the things happening now, or the worry and the fear or the concern over the future. You ever wonder about the future? You ever, you ever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm, my, my oldest sister just turned 60. And we were talking about that. I said, man, how's it, how's it look? How's the view on that, uh, on that side? So I was giving her, teasing her. Because I'm just, I'll be 55 in November. And, and it, it, at that age, at that point, you begin to, I begin to think differently a little bit. I got some things I want to do before I get too old to do them. There's a a few things I want to do before I can't ride and rope like I can now. Because I know it's a whole lot different at 55 than it was at 40. Huh? I didn't know an ache and a pain then, I don't think. But neither the present nor future nor any power. He just draws a line. He says there's nothing. See, when we see ourselves in Christ Jesus, when we see ourselves strong in Him, When we see ourselves able in him, when we see ourselves uh, empowered by him, he says, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. If nothing can separate us from the love of God, Christ Jesus, it can't separate us from all the spiritual blessings that are talked about in Ephesians 1. They can't separate us from the fact that the greater one lives on the inside of us. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. See, whatever we begin to face, whenever we get into that situation that seems more than us, you know what we can do? We can gain a confidence and a strength in Christ Jesus. We can ask ourselves, how do we pray? We can ask ourselves, because Ephesians 3.16, 16 already said this, but He said that He'd strengthen us with His might in our inner man. You know, as I close tonight, I, I just want to challenge you. The, the final thing or the final thought is this, is that, that we, have, we see ourselves empowered by God. Joshua and Caleb said, let's go now. He he didn't say, you know what, we ought to to train for for two weeks, a month. He he didn't say, you know what, we need to to get organized. We need to break ourselves into battalions. We need to get a plan of attack. No, he said, let's go. Let's just go. We'll figure it out when we get there. Now, uh, he he might have had a personality kind of like mine. Just just figure it out when we get there. (laughs) But you know what? God in us changes everything we just need to be willing to to take on that as we as we get ready to close you know what you got to ask yourself the first important question and that is am i in christ what's the qualification for being in christ is it being a perfect church attender is it being you know uh uh, read having read the bible all the way through is it is it having all the things of god figured out I, i love the men's bible study that we have on on tuesday mornings up there Man, there's some questions thrown out sometimes that we talk about it for 30 minutes and we still go, did that answer the question? Well, no, but we got closer. (laughs) You you ever try to figure everything out about God? Well, you ain't going to figure everything out about God. That's why faith is required. But we do know this, the qualification for being in Christ is to accept him as as, as Lord and Savior be willing to see yourself in him means that I'm willing to surrender who I am what I've done and 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 it and his grace be enough the gift of his salvation so I want to go before the Lord let's let's just spend a little time in prayer here and father we just come before you and we just honor you and praise you for the opportunity to to be in the place in the presence of God I thank you for drawing these people out I thank you for bringing those to, to watch online and, and father we just thank you and we praise you that That you give us the opportunity, the one qualification of being in Christ Jesus is to receive the gift of salvation. The one qualification is not what we've done, it's what Jesus did. The one qualification is to simply say, I surrender. That Lord God, if you'll have me, I'm yours. And I want you to know that if you make that statement, he says, yes, I do. You know, the Bible says in, in uh, Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if we'll confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that, that God raised him from the dead, that we can be saved. He said that, that the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice for our sin was enough. We just have to receive that free gift. And, so tonight, if you're in this place or if you're watching online and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and you're not certain, you while everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to give you an opportunity to acknowledge, say, I want to pray that prayer. And I'm not going to call you forth, but I want to, and I want to know that we're praying that prayer together so that I can make contact with you. Is there anybody that needs to pray that prayer? Everybody good? If you're watching online, there's ways to contact us through uh, the online. You're watching on Roku and those other. Uh, find us at ctcenid.com. Father, we just praise you and we thank you that we can pray that prayer to make Jesus Lord. But then the follow-up to that is that we acknowledge that before men, that we that we begin that relationship not only with you but through other people. And Father, I pray that you just bring those people to that to that place of building that relationship. Through, through relationship with other believers. Father, we always praise you. We thank you for being here with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, I never know who all and how the response is on, a, on an altar call. I give you an opportunity, the best I can do, to make Jesus Lord. It's up to you to make that decision to walk there. You know, one of the other things is, as we get ready to get Barry back up here is I, I want you to have opportunity to pray with us. And, and we we take prayer very seriously. We, we've given you an opportunity to write down your prayer request. If you need special prayer, we're going to have Barry come back up here and sing. We're going to dismiss a few folks. We'll go up there and pray. We meet in that room right up there. And uh, we pray every week for somebody who's going through a, a serious illness or a need or, or some situation. And if you'd like prayer, we'll sure enough do that. If you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life tonight, or you want to, meet us up there. You can join us up there as well. So Barry, come on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go up there, and we're gonna name off those na- the list those names, and and pray over those names. By the way, on the prayer list, if you want a copy of that prayer list, uh, we email it, we text it, and we give you a copy. E- e- any one of those options, if you'd like to do that. Also, don't forget, there's the website CTCCE.